Welcome to Real Estate for Real People. I'm Ellen Leader, Licensed Associate Broker. My name is Marsha Krebs, and I am a licensed real estate salesperson. And we are the Myriad team at Keller Williams Realty Lancaster. Awesome. So today, we want to talk about the market, because one of the most common things that we've been hearing lately is people saying that the market is going to crash just like 2008. You know, the sky's falling. Everybody's told me the sky's falling. Yeah. So what would you say is the difference between the market of 2008 and the market of today? The price is higher. The, the, price, <laughs> the price is higher. Um, I, I think another thing to consider is um, in 2008, what was the reason for that crash? It was predatory lending. Yeah. There, there was a lot of banks loaning at 110% to value. Like you could get two loans at the same time you closed and you would have 110% of the value of your house because your closing costs were rolled in. You had to bring basically nothing to the closing table. Right. And a lot of that was it also meant that um, the property values were being sold higher than what they were actually worth at the time. Right. So they're lending 110% on right. the value. So in a lot of other areas across the, the country, it was much more impactful. But why did the same thing not happen here in Western New York in the Buffalo area? Well, when I could sell you a rented two-family home for $58,000, I mean, where's the bottom of that market? I mean, is there a bottom? I, <laughs> I thought that was kind of it. So we had nowhere to go but up here. Right. So another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that historically speaking, Western New York has always had one of the most stable markets in the entire country. I've never had many issues selling a house or finding a home for a buyer, except for recently when there were so many buyers out there. <laughs> so that actually brings up the next question. Um, and I think it's important to understand what is the difference? Like, What is a seller's market? So in a seller's market, you have one seller and a whole bunch of buyers fighting over one specific property, or, you know, you have a bunch of buyers and there's only a couple properties. So the seller has choices. So the seller is the one that has choices. Correct. Does it always mean, though, that that there's less homes being sold in the market? No, that's not the same thing. So less homes being sold would has nothing to do with a buyer's market or a seller's market. That's your available inventory out there. So what does it mean, for instance, if, um, if I'm trying to sell my house or I'm looking to buy a house even, if I'm a buyer and I want to go buy a house and people keep saying there's no inventory and there's, you may, maybe there's less than two months of inventory. So what does that mean? That just means that homes are selling faster. The buyers are grabbing them quicker. You have to be quick off the jump. When you get that message from your agent that a house is available that meets your criteria, you have to be ready to rock and roll. You have to go. (laughs) You have to already be pre-approved. You have to be ready to write the contract. You have to know what you're looking for. So if you haven't had that evaluation on what you're looking for yet, then wait until you have that evaluation and you know what you want. Or you're just going to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And nobody wants that because, you know. Well, and let's also talk about that in relation to the number of homes available. Because, for instance, when we talk about the number of months of inventory, that actually means that if we were to sell every single house that's currently on the market right now, 
that we would be able to do that in two months um, time or less if we have two months of inventory, correct? Right. So in a more balanced market where we might have six months of inventory available, does it mean that there's more homes for sale or does it just mean that does it mean that there, the inventory is higher or like, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that buyers aren't moving as fast on properties is all that means. Okay. So it benefits the sellers because their homes are selling faster in a seller's market. Correct. Um, so let, let's move on from that. So now because of interest rates that well, are now... homes might not necessarily be selling faster because still, if you overprice your home, you're going to sit there stale on the market. That's you're, true. If you overprice it, no matter what, whether it's a buyer's market, seller's market, it doesn't matter. Price still has to be fair and competitive and it has to match the value of your home. You can't list a $300,000 home for $400,000 or you're going to be on the market in 30, 60, 90 days and nobody's going to come view it or they're going to come view it and say, okay, you're on crack. You've listed too high. (laughs) And they're going to go find a home that's priced appropriately. So that also uh, makes me wonder though, when it comes to pricing the home, should the sellers have an understanding of what the value in their neighborhood is worth? And who is it that helps them understand what those values are worth when it comes to pricing that home? A good listing agent helps them understand because you can't just say, oh, my neighbor's house sold for this or the house up the street sold for that or one around the corner sold for that. You still have to match like to like and no two homes are perfectly identical. It's not true. Doesn't happen. So you have to have an agent who knows what they're talking about and brings you supporting documentation that says, okay, this house is the same age, the same square footage. You have a deck, they have a deck, or you have a deck, they have a patio. You're fenced. And they have to account for all those variables, the garages, the basements, the updates, Mm -hmm. the age. And that's how you arrive at your value multiple different ways. You mean a Zestimate isn't the way they get it? No, it's not. (laughs) A computer can only do so much. So the computer's just looking at basic facts. So all of that stuff is a tool in the toolbox. And you pick up the toolbox and use the rest of the tools in there in order to come up with a range, right? You mean you can't build a house with just a hammer? No. (laughs) No, no, no. You need saws. You need nails. You need screws. (laughs) (laughs) So um, people now are saying that the market is crashing and the like the sky is falling when it comes to real estate. And what is happening right now that is making people say or think that? Oh, they're listening to the news all over the place. They're listening to news that's telling them that interest rates are going through the roof and, you know, home values are starting to crash, which is absolutely not true. Mm hmm. You know, I've been saying for years, the government cannot lend money for free. It just can't happen. So when interest rates are in the three, the government's lending money for free. They still have to pay their power bill. They still have to pay their rent. They still have to pay their gas. They still have to pay their employees. They just can't lend money for free. So it took them forever, but they finally got smart and started raising the rates. Yeah. 
So I think another thing that I want to mention is that you are, you being Ellen, are a listing specialist and I'm Marsha and I am a buyer specialist. So it doesn't mean that we both don't understand both sides of the market. It means that we have chosen to focus on one subset of the market so that we can help together as a team help them accomplish their goals. Correct. Um, And as a buyer specialist, for me, what that means is, is for me to help my buyers be most um, fruitful in the market is I have to understand the history of the market. Correct. So, and what part of that is what I've always said, especially here in Western New York, the market has only ever seen a fluctuation of two to 3% with the exception of the last couple of years that it's been a very strong seller's market, right? Prices have gone through the roof the last couple of years, but I've always said that we needed to catch up to some sort of national standard of living, too. Yeah. I mean, you cannot go anywhere in the country and buy a house for $100,000 that doesn't need anything. It's just, it's not realistic. Well, I mean, I did sell one last year that was in pretty good shape for under 100000 Don't tell people. There's only a couple of them out there. And only smart buyers agents like you can find them, okay? <laughs> I think I think another thing that's that's important is um, when, because we were talking a little bit ago about number of months of inventory and that there's a short a lot of people have been saying that there's been a shortage of inventory and I do have charts and charts in front of me of all these numbers um, and I don't want to. You don't want to bore everybody bore with everybody stats? With numbers. Yeah, stats are boring. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear them. But um, one thing that I do think is most important to point out is that even going all the way back to 2016, when you look at the number of homes sold, the average number of homes sold from 2016 to even last year was only 10,150 homes on average over the last five years. So when you look at that, if there was a shortage of inventory, we would not have been selling the same number of homes year after year, right? Right. I mean... So it's not necessarily that there's... Is that... What counties was that? This was for Erie and Niagara County specifically. I pulled these reports. Um, so you combine them together to get the 10,000? So if, if 10,000 people are buying a house every year, year over year, where's the shortage? Right. So it's not actually that there's a shortage of inventory. It's just that there's more buyers because the inventory or the interest rates were so low and a lot more buyers nowadays have more savings than ever before. So they were ready for a real estate market with record low interest rates. And that's because we had an excess of buyers. That's what created what appeared to be a shortage of inventory. I've heard there's so many broke people in Buffalo. I mean, how do people have that much money if everybody's broke in Western New York? Well, I mean, if you can figure that out, put some money in my pocket. I would love to know. (laughs) (laughs) Where are your buyers coming up with all this cash? Most of my buyers, um, this especially lately, they've been younger buyers, and a lot of them have been living at home for longer than ever. So they, instead of paying rent to somebody else, they've been living with family where they're either, either paying a reduced rent or not paying rent at all. Maybe they're just paying some, helping to pay some of the utility bills or whatever. So instead of having a monthly outflux of a large rent payment, that money is going directly into a savings account so that they can help build their own net worth and portfolio. Um, and it's honestly, it's the smartest thing to do. Right? Kids nowadays are a lot smarter than kids when I was younger, man. The first thing I wanted to do was get out of the house. I know. At 18, I was like, bye-bye. <laughs> Time for me to go. Should have just stayed home and saved some money. Right? <laughs> if we had only thought about that then. <laughs> um, so 
I mean, I was around in 2008 when the market crashed, mm-hmm. and I did not see a crash. I, I was watching people lose hundreds of thousands of dollars in California, Arizona, Nevada, Florida, you name it. People are losing a fortune in real estate. Yeah. And it's sort of like when the stock market crashes. Don't sell low. Yeah. Buy low, sell high, right? So <laughs> you just have to hang on to it and wait and the market rebounded in those areas, yep. but here we actually saw an appreciation in values. We actually saw an increase in value. So if you look at the numbers in 2008, again, I have all these charts in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the numbers in 2008, for a three-bedroom single-family home in Erie and Niagara County, we actually saw a 1.8% increase in property values in 2008. And for all homes sold, so that means uh, no matter how many bedrooms or size or whatever, um, those properties saw a 2.53% increase in their their value. So the crash in 2008 across the country did not impact Western New York the same way it did everywhere else. Well, because Buffalonians are unique. We tend to buck any kind of national trend. That's true. We we like to do things differently. Yeah, like jump on tables. Or Yeah, we like to jump (laughs) through tables, not on them, right? You know? So aren't there some YouTube channels about that? (laughs) There there are. Bill's fans jumping through tables. So um, with the market, it's... And I keep going back to the market because everything does go back that way no matter what you're talking about whether it's price whether you're talking about buyers or sellers everything is always based on the market and the market's always changing always but you know the real estate market tends to drive the economy too on top of that so you know if houses are selling well the economy tends to be going well i mean you can't afford to buy a house if you don't have a stable job and you're not don't have a good credit score and you're not paying your bills i mean Granted, there are ways to buy a house if any of those don't apply to you. There are ways. Give us a call, and we can show you how to do that. (laughs) So there are programs to help people out all over the place and to list them all. We just don't have a week to list every program out there. Well, and we'd bore a lot of people if we we just started it. I don't want to be too boring. (laughs) But we do have a website. We do. So on our website, if you go to myriadteam.com, we have uh, several blog posts about exactly what you were just talking about, but also all the numbers. So I've, I keep saying that I have all these charts in front of me and, and numbers. Um, I know that there are people who might be listening who like to see the numbers. And if you're one of those people and you want to see those numbers, please come to our website. Again, that's myriadteam.com. And you can check out some of our blog posts and um, see these charts for yourself and hopefully you know, if you have any other questions, let us know as well. So, uh, and if you're just tuning in, let's reiterate yeah. that I'm Ellen Leader. I'm a licensed associate broker. And I'm Marsha Krebs. I am a licensed real estate salesperson. And we are the Myriad team at Keller Williams Realty Lancaster. Yeah. And um, so what we've been talking about is the sky is falling in the market. So, it, and that... It comes from the fear. Fear. All fear. of these things always come from fear. Right? A lot of people base their decisions on fear. Yeah. So the fear is not knowing what's going to happen to the market. Right. And so let's talk about the market because in the first segment we talked a little bit about a seller's market. Well, and can right I now, can I interject really quick? Yeah. So please. when you, when you're talking about fear, right? As long as you maintain your home reasonably well you don't even have to do exceedingly well but as long as you maintain your home reasonably well 
98% of homes are going to appreciate in value. Mm -hmm. Real estate has nowhere to go up with inflation, the economy, everything, right? So your parents, grandparents bought a house for $20,000 in the 70s, and if they've never sold that, it is not worth $20,000 now. Right. And I'm sure if they're still living in it, it's relatively maintained, or they wouldn't be able to still live in it. Right. So real estate's got nowhere to go but up. Yeah. By dirt, right? <laughs> By dirt. You've got By nowhere dirt. to go but up. They're not making any more of it. So, um, it, that and but that fear also comes from hearing all these things on the news, like we mentioned earlier, and um, the fear of being told, oh, interest rates are going up. We're going to have another mar- real estate market crash. Interest rates are lower than when I bought my first house. When I bought my first house, 8% was an amazing rate. Yeah. I just got an interest rate back for a buyer on one of my listings at 6.75%. One came in at 6.85 and one came in at 7.25. Yeah. The only people who are feeling that crunch is the people who were approved at 3.85 a couple months ago. Sure. They're if, feeling the if crunch. If they weren't able to find a house a few months ago and now that the interest rates are going up, of course they're going to feel it more. Yeah. yeah. If they're new, all they know is the rate they've been given now. Exactly. Um the the shifting market though anytime there's a shift in the market it does always cause fear right so and when i say a, a shifting market i'm what i'm referring to is anytime there's a, a shift in one direction or another so in 2014 which is when i got my license we were in a very strong buyers market so the buyers were able to negotiate really good prices on homes you know many times get uh, pretty low below asking price when they're making an offer on a house that started to shift around 2016 17 and we moved into a more um more of a seller's market but the prices still weren't exceeding that 100 percent list price value shortly after that is when things really went up because there were so many people trying to buy a house then it got really competitive right what but happens now, when it gets competitive when it gets that competitive and you're getting multiple offers on a property now the seller has the choice which of these offers is the best one for me and suits my um what i'm looking for so what'd you do to make your buyers more competitive well the <laughs> the market is not there there's a bunch of ways to do that and the there's, That's another, another. It's a whole nother episode. Whole nother show. Like, okay. And All right, we'll we get in. So they got to come back for that one. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to come back for that one because there are many ways to make a buyer competitive, even in a seller's market. Um, but when we're talking about shifting markets and getting back to uh, right now, we are in a shift. We are seeing it. We and in fact, we've been saying that it's coming for several months to even a year or more because we knew that interest rates were gonna to start to go up, right? Right, So they had to. Yes, exactly, like you said before. They couldn't go down <laughs> below zero. Yeah, <laughs> and again, that fear is what, what causes people to think the sky is falling. So that the shifting market is usually that kind of gray area is what's gonna happen now, and really, we can only go off of the stats of the moment, right? Right. Because we have the lagging indicators telling us what happened in the past. We have the current trends, which are mixed with the seasonality of winter, though. Yes. I mean, when you get into Hanukkah and Christmas and all of the winter holidays, things tend to slow. Yeah. They don't come to a screeching halt, though. They tend to slow. It doesn't mean that there's not houses available for sale. 
There are great <laughs> houses available for sale now because people always have to buy and sell. Yeah. We said that during COVID when we fought to get back into real estate during COVID. People have to buy and sell. We can't send doctors and nurses to New York City if we can't sell their home here, right? right. You just can't do it. You have to move people around 24-7. It's a fact of life. Right. Ever since cavemen looked for caves. Yep. <laughs> Housing has been an essential. Yep, safety from the elements. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, when it, with the shift of the market and the fear that people are experiencing... What would you say is the most important thing to to know right now in this market? You need to know what you want, either from the sale, from the purchase. What is your goal? Because if you don't know what your goal, then you can't take the steps and the actions to reach your goal. Exactly. So first you need to know what your goal is. Do I want to stop paying rent to somebody else so they can build their wealth equity? Do I want to start building my own wealth for my own self and family and my situation? What do you want? And then what steps do we need to take to achieve that? So one, talk to a real estate agent. If you need to take advantage of financing, you take advantage of financing. If you have the cash, then amazing. Then let's work within your budget. Mm -hmm. But you need to know what your goal is. And then start talking to the professionals so that we can take the steps and put the plan in place. You mean you wouldn't go to your local economist to buy a house? No. <laughs> I would not go to the GI doctor for brain surgery either. It just doesn't happen. You know? <laughs> I'm not. You're going to the specialist, and which is why real estate agents are the specialist. Mm-hmm. You know, just like everything, we have good and bad. Well, I know I'm great. I know I'm great too. (laughs) I I think it's also important to mention that we also have not just us as real estate agents as a team. We also have uh, many other members of our team. We have many lenders and attorneys and home inspectors and insurance people that we work very closely with to help everybody achieve what they need in their transaction. Absolutely. Whether it's buying or selling. Correct. So, um, or even if you just need advice, if you're not ready to buy or sell, but you need to talk to somebody so that you know where you need to be in six months, a year, five years. Mm-hmm. But again, you need to start figuring out what's your goal. Now, there was a couple times because you mentioned equity at one point, but then you also mentioned COVID. So, um, what can somebody do? Let's say you know, COVID hit. They contacted their uh, mortgage company and they signed one of those waivers, the COVID waivers for their mortgage payments. The forbearance? The forbearance, yes. Oh. What should those folks do? Because I know that some of them are still behind in their mortgage. So, so if you're behind on your mortgage or you're behind in your taxes, A, call your mortgage company because first you have to talk to them, right? Tell them you're struggling and then call us and get an evaluation done because I know people who their home is appreciated so much. I get calls from other agents because I know the short sale process and the foreclosure process better than other people because that's where I cut my teeth in real estate, right? So you could have gone into forbearance and bought your house for 100000 only owe 60000 on it, but it might be worth two hundred now. Right. So 
all right, you might have $20,000 in extra debt from being behind for a year and a half or two years. That still only puts you at 80. You can walk away with 120 in your pocket, minus your closing expenses and restart your life. And that's very important because what we first started talking about here was the market and how it's changed and how even in 2008, where the rest of the country saw a crash, we saw the appreciation of a couple of percentage points. But if you look, again, I'm going to go back to my charts here. Um, if you look at the numbers and you look at the how much the prices have increased just in the last five to six years alone, you're talking a 7%, 7%, 7%, 9%, and then a 17% increase in value in five consecutive years. So a lot of people who may have signed up for one of those forbearance things when COVID hit probably have way more equity in their home than they ever would have thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. So even if you can't recover your house and you can't get back on track with that because maybe your credit score is taken out, your credit score probably did take a hit, right? But until you have a, a proper consultation with somebody who knows what they're talking about, you don't know if you can walk away with $100,000 and restart your life, yep. right? You just don't know. I mean, I talked to somebody not too long ago that when I first talked to them, I just sold their house for $140,000. When I talked to her two years ago, we were only talking ninety-eight. Yeah. Yeah. So in two years. In two years. I mean, that that's almost a 50% increase. We sold a house years. during COVID in the low 50s cash, only needed some cosmetics. I just resold that house for 123 Yeah. Yeah. They only had to put some work into it to make it livable. It's still not even perfect. So we're talking since COVID, that one was sold. So COVID that's only, we're only in 2022. It's a little over two years. Yeah. So you could actually have an out, right? You could have a restart to your life and not even realize it. Yeah. But you're afraid to call somebody. A realtor's job is not to pass judgment. Realtor's right. job is to come in and do the job, right? Well, and to help, so because we understand that market and we can give them the proper numbers and everything, it's it's a good way for them to know what they need to because you don't know what you don't know. Correct. And that's what we are here to help people with. Right. To help We're here you to understand. help. We're not here to judge and pass judgment on anything. Yeah. Our, our job is to help. Real yep. estate for real people means that we're here to help. You know, we're here to tell you how it is, give you advice, tell you on what you want to hear. If you want a stuffed shirt who's going to fluff it up, I can refer you to somebody. You probably don't want us because that's <laughs> just not what I do. Right. You know? Yeah, we... I that's that's something that is very important to us is to making making sure that we can help educate people on the process and that they're comfortable with the decisions that they're making for themselves their family the most important asset you own usually the most valuable asset yep. you own your car is not worth that much your only your stock portfolio could be worth that right. much right exactly so again, but, I have all these numbers. They're they're in a blog post. So if somebody does want to see the numbers, then they can go to our website, and that's www.myriadteam.com. M Y R I A D T E A M dot com. You can email us at info at myriadteam.com, or you can give us a call on our team line at seven one six eight seven zero zero one three one. Again, I'm Ellen Leader. I'm an associate real estate broker with Keller Williams. I'm Marcia Krebs, a licensed real estate salesperson, and, and we, we are, are the Myriad, Myriad team, and we specialize in real estate for, for real people, people like you. you.